Welcome to Relationships Through the Looking Glass. You have now entered the in-betweens. The series of episodes between seasons that focus on absolutely anything. I really don't know what might come up in these topics. But what I do know, the content you'll listen to, you'll definitely find something that you can utilize in your own relationships. So sit back and relax. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our what fifth episode, maybe fourth. I don't know. In the in-between series, our series between the second and third seasons. And today we're going to be talking about uncommon opinions, right? Just hear me out. So we are going to be on here today, myself, Nicole, and Keisha about our uncommon opinions and we're going to defend them and we're curious to see if there's anybody out there who kind of share our our beliefs in some of these opinions so we're going to jump right in this might not be as long as what we typically do um but it should definitely be entertaining so i'm going to start with mine um my first uncommon opinion is i feel that it's completely okay once you get married or in a committed relationship you don't have to live together. Like, I really feel that it is okay to live in separate locations. And like the whole long distance relationship is completely fine. So I'm going to go to Keisha and Nicole so they can ask me some questions on why I feel this way so I can defend my answer. So uh, you guys let me have it. Well, well, well. (laughs) <laughs> Why, Michelle, do you think it's okay to live in two different households if you are married or in a committed relationship? Like, I'm not understanding. So why? I think, you know, because sometimes you just need your own space or you got so much stuff going on in your life and um, and you just like your own spot. Like when you have to merge two households together, that can be complicated and you got to share bathrooms, share your bed on a regular basis. And I know the whole marriage thing, that's what the whole point is maybe sometimes for people. But then also when you are long distance or live in separate locations, like when you do come together, it's more meaningful because it's a scheduled type of setup. And I know when I'm saying this out loud, it even sounds crazy. But there are people who believe in the whole living apart relationship. Um, And from the research I've done for people who have done it is worked. And it's kind of like if you think and it maybe has something to do with me being in the military. A lot of times uh, military families do that because the partners deployed um, are stationed someplace else where the family can't go. Like if you have an, uh, a year tour in Korea or a year tour in some place where family really doesn't want to do it, you are married and living apart. So um, granted, it could be some stress, but depending on how the relationship is and how both parties uh, view it, it could actually be something that could work. That's okay. Yeah. So what, what happens in the midnight hours? <laughs> When you uh, really want to see your mate, you need to be held. No, you can call them up and be like, look, let's 
I see you having a booty call with your husband. <laughs> well, it's kind of like schedule, not schedule the event, but like, okay, I'm going to stay with you for this month, but I'm going to be at my spot for a week. And it just, okay. it's not saying um, you're apart all the time, but you have that ability to, to have space because I think sometimes space is a good thing. Sometimes, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I'm like, okay, I can, we can co reside under one roof for a month or two at a time. And then like for two or three weeks, I just kind of want to be by myself. Okay. I know. All right. I, I have a, quick, a few questions here. One, what is the point in being in a quote unquote committed relationship but separate well you're technically i mean you're only separate physically and it really depends on the on the people how long that looks or what that looks like um but emotionally spiritually all the other stuff you're together like i just might need a week by my damn self and or a month by myself that doesn't mean i don't love the person any less i just need I just kind of want to have some space or moments by myself. Granted, now this the, a lot of the pushback from you all both might be because you're extroverts and I'm the introvert. But for me, even if it's a situation where I have my own spot in my house, like I need my space at certain times. And if I'm with another person who's an introvert and they tell me that, I'll be cool with it. Like, okay, like I want to go someplace by myself for a week or two. I'm completely cool with it because I want to do the same thing. I don't, I, I don't think I can do that. Now, I do understand wanting your own space. So um, she sheds, um, man, what do they call it, the um, man cave. Right. Um, a house large enough where you can kind of get that. Um, now, I... I can remember uh, being married and not wanting to be touched, like just wanting to sleep on my side of the bed, sleep and not, I don't right. hear anybody snoring, don't touch me yeah. and none of that. But I, I mean, I still wanted him to be in the house. So um, I remember like I, back in the day, they even had separate bedrooms. Oh boy. But you're right. You're right. The, that means they were in the same house. They were in the yeah. same house. And most of those were arranged marriages. It wasn't because they fell in love. So, Man, I can love uh, you. I want to be around you all the time. Like, I literally can love the hell out of you and do not want to see you every day. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, I am fine. I am so fine with that. Okay, so <laughs> if you... Let's, let's, let's talk about this. So let's say for pretend you are in a relationship with someone that doesn't live in the same state as you and you have conflict with that person because you're not together how do you resolve that type of situation so i think for a situation like that i mean both parties would have to be in agreement so if i'm like you know what it's cool i need to have two weeks by myself solo in my own little spot or whatever or we have like a whatever type of arrangement the other person has to be cool with it if the other person isn't cool with it then deals off now if it's a situation where the other person's cool with it and we have a conflict we're gonna have to address it 
so it's not like a situation where it's like you stay in your corner and I stay in mine. It's more of when I need time to myself, I can take it. Or if my job requires me to be in this different location, you don't want to move there, but we don't want to give up on the relationship. There, there is an understanding of that. And I don't find that to be an issue. Like there's sometimes where people get a job in a, a little different location. Other person might have an amazing job where they're at and they don't want to leave it. So they have to figure out how to co-reside in different locations. And like celebrities do it a lot too, where one of them might live in New York, the other one lives in California, but they make it work because both of them are on board with making it work versus if one person's like, like you guys, like I have to live under the same roof with you. And the other person's like, well, I really, I'm good either way. Like I'm fine. That wouldn't work because one person is like, no, I need to be under the same roof. So I guess what I'm saying is it would have to be a joint type of decision versus one person saying, I don't want to live with you. And the other person's like, well, I want to live with you. How are we going to make that work? I'm more thinking of two people who were like either their job requires it, their own personal preference desires it, but both of them see it that same way. I just, I'd say, you know what, if that works, that works. Cause I think a lot of people have determined what relationship looks like in making it a cookie cutter thing when it's not like everybody's relationships are different. I find I do really well in long distance relationships because it gives me time by myself and I like my time. So it really comes down to what everybody's personal preference is and how that works with somebody else's preference. And that's kind of, that's my, that's my unpopular opinion. <laughs> I would like to give some pushback and I just want to make sure that people that are making the decision to live separate from their partner um, are not using that as a scapegoat to steer clear of um, being, um, how do you say it, 100% open and vulnerable with their partner. Like I don't have to be in intimate physically with you. I don't have to be intimate emotionally with you. I don't have to be intimate with you spiritually um, We're because we're just having phone conversations and FaceTime. So to me, I wanted to if I were to be in that type of situation, I would want to make sure that we are not, or I am not um, dodging intimacy and vulnerability by creating space, like putting up the wall of not being in a physical space with somebody. So like you never have to see me either physically naked or, you know, in essence, emotionally naked, sharing everything with that other partner. Right, right. And that, and again, uh -huh. it comes down to the maturity of the relationship. Like if you are doing it to avoid that, then obviously th that relationship has some concerns. But I'm, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of it's a healthy relationship. Two grownups have made the decision to say, I'm doing this because of this, or I just operate better this way. But they're still vulnerable and open to their partners. That's the one I'm talking about. I'm not talking about people who are like, I'm going to do this because I'm actually not wanting to be with you like then that's that's a whole nother issue so mm -hmm. i'm kind of i'm looking at it just either life challenges have have caused it to happen your personal preferences call, have caused it to happen and i just don't see 
anything wrong with it. Like if that's how people choose to run their relationship and it works for them, I'm all for it. That's my unpopular opinion. Dag Nabbit. Who's next? Hmm. Next. Well, I guess I'll go ahead on and get it on out of the way. <laughs> my unpopular opinion is um, I don't think, and I know it's like the thing to do being submissive to a man as far as a woman being submissive. But my un- unpopular opinion is I don't think um, all men deserve to have a woman to be submissive to them. And um, I feel this way based off of um, not just the man's character, but the way he lives his life. If he's not living an upright life, and I'm gonna kind of get biblical a little bit, and he's not taking care of his household and being responsible and doing the things that he needs to do, I don't think a woman needs to be submissive to him. And um, I'm just reminded of Nabal in the Bible. Nabal was a guy that the Bible describes as a fool. And his wife, he started a lot of trouble and issues for the family. His wife had to actually go behind his back to fix some things. And just looking at that example, um, I just don't think so. I don't. And um, I know when meeting a man and, you know, we, we sometimes dance around how to say what we need to say. Sometimes some women do. Um, and dancing around that we try, and that's still a form of being submissive. I believe so too, because you're careful in what you say and how you approach it. But I just don't agree with being submissive to not all men deserve this. That's just my uncommon, um, opinion unpopular opinion. Now, I literally can't really give you pushback because I agree 110% with it, with what you just said. But I will let, um, because we need some pushback, I'll let you know what I was told. I was told, and this was from a religious individual, that it should not be dependent on somebody else playing their role. You need to focus on playing yours. And basically saying, it doesn't matter of, the man is a leader or not your role is to be submissive to him and i was like oh well that just doesn't seem to make sense to me and he was like well you you focus on your role and he he can focus on his but i can i should not be changing how i'm supposed to be in this relationship as a helpmate dependent on somebody else that's what i was told mm, i agree and disagree the book of Proverbs, and I know this is not a um, <laughs> Bible study, but the book of Proverbs describe um, women's role. Uh, we are to be helpmates when the man actually believes that there's nothing else in store. Like, OK, I don't know how I'm going to make this work. I've tried everything. I have nothing else to give. There's, you know, funding, food or whatever. We're supposed to have something in storage to be able to help as a helpmate, but the man himself is supposed to lead. And you know, I've seen women who have been submissive to men who was not 
in a leadership role and it tear them down. It tore down their confidence, tore down their credit. It tore down their character. It tore down a whole lot of stuff. So I really do believe um, when it comes down to being submissive, that man has to be in a leader position to lead, to guide, to run that household and, um, you know, just be in the upright position for a woman to actually submit to him. That's my opinion. So um, is your opinion that when they are only in their upright in their upright position is when the woman is supposed to be submissive? Well, I would say this, no. I would say this, and this may sound like I'm taking some of my words back. As you're dating this person, you're getting to know this person. I'm talking about committed relationships. When you see the signs, <laughs> the red flags, then you know this is not somebody that you need to allow yourself to get in such a committed relationship with so that submission begin to take place. So, um, no. I mean, I think if you are looking at the flags before it even get that far, then this shouldn't even be a problem. What but happens then people, if he people was do change. Yeah, what if he was Right, people change. Yeah. People change. And if, I mean, if that change takes place, I think that's when the role of, well, of course, throughout the whole relationship, the, when the women are in their role, according to biblical stance, from the proverbs woman, if he goes through a period where he is not able to take that leadership role, then yes, I think the woman, you know, should be able to step up. But that's for as a helpmate as he get himself back to a level of where he needs to be. Okay. So do or is there a um, time restriction on this season? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, it's a time. So if he's fallen out of his leadership role for five years. That's, I mean, that's, I guess that's where it comes down for better or for worse or whatever agreement they have upon themselves. So I don't see a time restriction on it. No, that's up to the individuals. Okay. So Keisha says her unpopular opinion is I will not be submissive to somebody who is not worthy of my submission I don't care right. what no one says my unpopular opinion is I have no I, I see nothing wrong with uh, people being in committed relationships or marriages and not resigning in the same space so now Nicole's turn to share her unpopular opinion so we can come at her <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my unpopular opinion is um, I don't think fights or disagreements within a relationship is a bad thing. I think um, fights, if you will, for lack of a better term, or arguments or disagreements um, are a space where a relationship can grow. So you can kind of go through, if everybody's fighting in a fair manner, in a respectable manner, 
um, couples or even relationships with children and coworkers, we can, you know, address some things in a respectable manner and come out at a better place than when we started learning something about both parties. And I think that's important in when relating with people. So what, so, you, so, okay. And I'm not saying I'm playing devil's advocate here. Cause I'm not saying I disagree. I guess my question would be, so are you saying people who don't have conflict, people who don't have a lot, well, not a lot, but an ongoing back and forth in that space is not in a healthy relationship? No, not at all. I'm saying that it is unhealthy to withhold, uh, an opinion or uh, a stance on something because you don't want to fight. I think it's more advantageous to let your opinion out. Stop running from the fighting because all you're going to do is hold it in and it's going to come out in another manner. Do you think ongoing confrontations, um, verbal confrontation, not physical, do you think that's a red flag that maybe this relationship is not going to work or... I mean, I think confrontation is good, especially when it's positive. Mm -hmm. um, but if it's ongoing and it's negative, do you think that's a flag? Mm, yeah, it's a flag that something's definitely going on. Either somebody's not being heard or the, the um, whatever the point is, is not being understood. So either it's being communicated wrong or it's being received wrong gotcha. so something needs to be worked out within that relationship for it to continue yeah. on and, and just that many times with women this is just a point i want to make if we don't get like closure or clear understanding or feel like our mate hurt us when we're you know we're trying to talk out how we feel and they just shut down even if we let it go temporarily it's not going away. It's going to come back up. So, you know, that Absolutely. could be, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Um, here's a little tip for that for, for our listeners. Um, one thing that women tend to do is we tend to say a thousand words for, for a 10, for a one sentence, you know. So when we are speaking, men and women, um, to clarify what you're saying, you can say, what did you receive from what I just said? And then have right. the person repeat back what, what they got from what you just said. And if that's not matching up, then more conversation needs to be had. Okay. That's a, that was a good question, Keisha, because I, the, I, would, I was really wondering, okay, how much is too much? How much conflict is too much conflict. You know what I'm saying? I think mm -hmm. it's an awesome thing to be able to address the conflict and not bury, bury it down. But where is that cutoff to say, okay, now this is a little bit too much conflict now? Like, is there a limit? Is there a cap to how many arguments a day? Well, I think you need to be realistic with yourself. Like I said, if the confrontations keep coming up and conversations keep being had, then something is wrong, either the way it's being said or the way that's being received. And that, whatever that is, might not be resolved. For example, if somebody's trauma is not allowing them to hear the message as it's being delivered, that trauma needs to be resolved first before the relationship can move forward. So 
that would be a, a case where you would need to do some work before moving forward in the relationship. Got you. Got you. Mm-hmm. All right. That makes sense. Okay. I'm about to throw out another unpopular opinion. I feel if there is tension built up within two people who have separated and broken up and you never really had an official way to say goodbye, I feel it's okay to have one final smashing session and just get it all out there and, and say your goodbyes. Uh, no. <laughs> because that last round, I can imagine it's going to be so good until you're going to want to do it again. And I just think it's a setup to um, make you just want to keep going. I don't see how you can stop. Well, if, you, if you're both like, this is going to be it, let's just get it out of our system. You don't think that could be like, let's just get it out of our system and then go our own separate ways? <laughs> no, because the flashbacks from that episode is going to, um, hmm. I think it's, no, I just think the flashbacks from it the thoughts is just really going to make you want to do it again. I think so. For me, I think. What say um, ye, Nicole? I'm trying to wrap my brain to think about what besides the physical is the point. Like, it would just be the physical. Like, say you are you and the other person had so much passion and it was just amazing. And like, we're going to go our own separate ways, but let's just have one good hoorah before we do. I mean, I don't see any harm in that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if it was just the physical, then I would be more interested in some new news than looking back. But the physical was amazing. That's the thing. Yeah, but there's other stuff attached to that, though. And... I mean, my, I, I, I don't, I hate to bring it to like male or female, but men, that's a, that's a point of ego for them. So I feel like a man would be feeling like they need to prove something in that last session to where it wouldn't be just physical for them either. Like they were looking for the ego stroke. But as long as I'm getting what I want out of it, I could care less what they've got, what they're getting. I know that sounds so. So I would say only if you're able to do it and walk away, not let your heart get connected, reconnect it, or um, um, what's the words for it? Just totally went away. One is your heart, and the other one went away. If you can handle it, bottom line, if you can handle it. Okay. I think everybody gets into these situations, especially women, where they think they can handle it. In reality, they, they, they cannot. Hmm. So you guys were saying you've never been with a dude only for the physical? Like, am, am, I, the bad, am I the bad guy here? No, I, no, okay, no, 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 no. You're not yeah, the bad like, whoa, guy, whoa. But, but I can speak for myself. You're not the bad guy, but the, the person that I've been with it was just for the physical I never had any type of um connection as far as you know feelings on that level of 
you know, I sincerely care about this person. Like if this person wasn't in my life, I'm going to go through this, um, you know, the sad, depressive uh, breakup symptoms. So no, if it was just what it was, then sure. But if it's someone that I actually um, have feelings for, it's kind of hard. It's almost like you, you're opening yourself back up again to this person, not just uh, in the physical way, but um, emotionally too. So, For me, no. I mean, I don't view it as a bad guy, but I've done the physical, but it was physical from just physical from the, from the beginning to the end. No. Okay, so and then too, I did do the, the post relationship and it was unsuccessful. So. Got you. So you both are saying it's fine as long as it has always been just physical and there were never feelings attached. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Any other unpopular opinions? Because we're winding down. So I, I, I think. I think mine were pretty, I think all of them might've been pretty, um, a good conversation starters for sure. Good conversation starters for sure. Do you guys have any other ones that you want to throw out? No, not right now. That's all I can think of right now. Yeah. That's all I, yeah, that's all I got so far. All right. Well, hopefully these are some great conversation starters again. Something to think about. I'm curious to see how many people are listening that say, yeah, I agree with that or no, I don't. And give us a why. Give us a why you don't agree with it. Um, And yeah, so this is going to wrap up this quick, short episode, a mini episode, if you will. Um, But really think about some of these topics and, and have some discussions within your crew to find out which one of you agree with some of our unpopular opinions. And uh, we can go from there. And thanks for your un- unpopular opinions too. I want to hear what. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's going to go ahead and end this episode. Um, we're wrapping it up. We're going to have a few more episodes in the in-betweens before we hit season three. But I want you all again, thank you very much for listening and interacting with us and definitely keep tabs on us through our Instagram, through our Facebook and our website, www.thelookingglass.fans. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next time. You guys take care, stay safe and be well.